Well, there's a proverb that says, discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart. And that might seem counterintuitive, but uh, I've learned not to argue with the truth of the Scripture. While discipline is really important, though, it's got to be balanced with a healthy dose of love. I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. We're coming back to a conversation now with Dr. Kevin Lehman. Uh, He spoke with Jim and Jean Daly, and uh, together they offered perspectives on what healthy discipline looks like. In the book, you describe Discipline 101, and in there you you said discipline goes hand-in-hand with misbehavior. So what's the difference between discipline and punishment? Mm -hmm. Well, see, and this is sort of framed in our society today, because if you just come across as I'm punishing you, let me tell you how a kid thinks today. They don't think of us on a different plane. They see themselves as social equals. So in their head, okay, if you're right to punish me, I have a right to punish you back. And discipline, I think, takes on a little different color that we acknowledge that mistakes were made. We turn things into teachable moments. I love to tell a story about our high school invited me to be on their wall of fame, and and I jumped at the opportunity to do it because I was such a little cut-up in high school. But on the way up, I was talking to my mother, who was 90 years old at the time, and I said, Mom, we fool a few people. You know, oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. And I reminded her about the time the police brought me home. I'll never forget what she said. She said, oh, I do remember that, but you are such a good boy. <laughs> and so somehow we still have to come across with the fact that, you know, we love you anyway, and we accept you flaws and all. So discipline is, hey, you take the kid behind the closed door, And you have a little talk, and you give them the look, and they get the message that what happened at dinner or what happened at school was not cool at all. And my expectation for you is that we see a change in your behavior. Mm. It's a teachable moment. And you ask the kid, what are you going to do to change that? We talked about rules afterward. All the Lehman children wrote rules governing the use of the family car. I didn't give them the rules. They wrote the rules. I didn't ask them to write the rules. How would that happen? They must have assumed that they realized it was a privilege to have that key to that car. You give a key to a car to a kid that's not responsible, that's on you. You're a dummy parent. Don't do that. Have expectations for your kids that are reasonable, not unreasonable. And what I continually hear from you, Kevin, is put that on your child to give you the boundaries. I mean, you're pretty consistent with that. Mm -hmm. I like that idea, although it's a nail-biter for some parents especially oh, yes. firstborn parents. <laughs> yes, but it but it helps reinforce the goal are you raising a child or are you trying to raise an adult? Again, that's a gold star observation. But you know, I, as you were speaking, I was thinking of my sister Sally. I was speaking to a Christian education group in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in an auditorium of 6,000 people. I'll never forget this moment because we had breakfast together this that day, and she was doing a workshop at the same event. And she said, Kevin, what are you speaking about this morning? It was an hour and five minutes away from time. I said, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me, and her eyes narrowed. And you could see. And she said, well, you must know what you're going to be speaking about. You're going to be speaking in 55 minutes. And I said, well, when I look at them, I'll decide. Hmm. And she said, and she said, you... 
are making my stomach turn. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had that discussion, have we, Jean? And what you have to understand is yes. the, the genes of life, if she's going to speak to a woman's group, that sucker is going to be organized. She's going to have her PowerPoints. Oh, it's yes. going to be lockstep. Oh, yes. and, and yet, if Jim was going to speak. It's same uh, thing as you. <laughs> he'd, he'd show up and say, oh, it's great to be here at the Rotary Club, and say, actually, it's not the Rotary Club. It's the Christians of, uh, oh, excuse me, yes. But here's the, you know, he's he's like I am. He's just yes. going to go in there and do it. And he's a much better speaker than I am. Well, that's generous. Danny, what are some ways that we can reassure our child that we love them, even though we have to correct some behavioral issue? It's not easy because there's a lot of emotion tied to that, right? When you're disciplined, when you're corrected, when somebody says you've done something wrong, there's an automatic response that comes in uh, in that moment from within us. And so you, you want to just recognize uh, that your child is going to be reacting to what you brought as correction. Now, the seven traits of effective parenting is the balance of both love, high levels of love and warmth and sensitivity, along with high levels of demandingness, boundaries, and guidance. And so you want to you balance the two uh, together. And we, we get to guide our kids, help them see that it's about teaching and that you are able to receive life-giving correction as well. How do you take your own discipline? Because this is about hmm. you disciplining yourself. If you take correction from your spouse, if your spouse says something, are you reactive? How are you modeling that? I love Proverbs fifteen thirty one, And it says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Hmm. Do we really see that that way? And when somebody corrects us, it's something life-giving, and then we can dwell among the wise. Is that what we talk to our kids about? Make sure you're showing affection, encouragement along the way. It's not all about correcting. But in the in-between or after the discipline, that moment of discipline, you want to bring encouragement, warmth, affection, physical affection, not disconnection, because you may have been triggered as a parent, and now you're disconnecting and, and withdrawing love hmm. from that relationship. You don't want to do that. You want to respond with that love and remind them, I would die for you, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean in and take this time to teach as we go, and then also hug them along the way as much as you can. What an opportunity it is to guide our kids as parents. Hmm. Well, uh, effective discipline will probably look different from one child to the next, from one family to the next. If you're struggling, if this is uh, something that you're relating to and your child's behavior is really uh, causing some difficulties, give our counseling team a call. Um, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. When you call, just ask for a free consultation with one of our counselors. Again, 800, the letter A in the word family. And we'll have further details in the show notes. And if you're in a good spot, we would ask for you to consider making a generous contribution to Focus on the Family. Um, help us make content like this podcast, offer resources like Dr. Lehman's book, and um, provide counseling services to those in need. Your donation counts, and we'll say thanks for being a part of the support team by sending a copy of the book, Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It, by Dr. Kevin Lehman. And the links are in the show notes. Well, last week we talked to grandmothers, and uh, we'll turn a corner next time and talk about grandfathers with Carrie Casey. He's got such energy, I know you'll enjoy it. 
For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.